Hey, Joy here. Rachel and I would like to welcome you to You're All Right, Get Up, podcast full of laughter, personal stories, encouragement, and often a show about living life. As a disclaimer, our podcast does not offer professional therapy or treat illness. We are a motivational supporting podcast sharing our life experiences, stories, and laughter. And don't forget to listen to our Wednesday What to get your midweek boost. And we would love for you to check out our sponsor tab and consider joining us. If you have questions or need any additional information, please check out the sponsors tab on our website or contact us at info at allrightgetup.com. And we'd like to give a shout out to an amazing company and sponsor, Endeavor Promotions out of Birmingham, Alabama. Danny Kirkland has done an amazing job of our promo items, and we encourage you to check out his website, endeavorpromotions.com, or he can also be reached at 205-540-8292. Yeah, he's an amazing guy and an amazing company. They have done a great job. Highly recommended. So I have a weird wire for you. Great. I'm, I'm thinking about moving to South Korea. <laughs> oh, really? Yes. Okay. All right. Tell me why. This story <laughs> is from the AP News, World News. South Koreans grow younger overnight as the country changes how it counts people's ages. Wow. Younger. Can, yeah. Well, hello. Hello, younger <laughs> Let, me. Let's, let's go pack a bag, right? That has so many benefits. <laughs> I feel like not only are you going to be younger, you get to do a, a second whatever age you were before the right. change in the law. <laughs> That's awesome. Wow. Could you imagine? Yeah. Hey, I'm ready. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. I'll be younger. <laughs> <laughs> So South Korea's traditional age counting custom considers every person one year old at birth. Mm. Yeah. And adds another year when the calendar hits January the 1st. So if someone is born on December 31st, they're Mm -hmm. one. And then immediately they turn two on January the 1st. Wow. How about that? That's so fascinating how places, different places like that do things differently. They're trying to formalize the international age counting method across It'd be like uh, it'd be like dogs, right? Where everybody's like for every year, you're like every six. Or, you go. Yeah. Hey, In South Korea. I'm, I'm down with that. I'm 55. Yeah, really. I just turned 22. <laughs> for somebody that's used to that traditional age counting, could you imagine going and somebody introducing their baby like he's two? <laughs> Right. But in actuality for us would be uh, two days. Right. No, two yes. years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Wow. I wonder what that would happen with the dogs. <laughs> oh, you're back to the I dogs. Have a, I have a dog over there. So, you know, now or, or instead of six, are they like three? <laughs> does it cut in half? Yep. It does. Or, <laughs> <laughs> This one person says Korean style age was actually easier to count. She said with everybody now going with the international age, the changed ages feel awkward. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. I'm going to disagree with her on that. (laughs) You could be two years older than what you really are, though. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To me, that seems more convoluted, but that's just my opinion. It does. So just think (laughs) about those people who hit the age where you can drink alcohol, and now it's like, oh, sorry. (laughs) You got two years. You just thought you were <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It'd be like the Canadian uh, metric system, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh. What does a person from there do when they get to 
Canada. Oh. And then the metric system changes, and yet their age is not what it was where they were. Oh, that's... <laughs> what I can't, happens then? <laughs> you're messing with my mind. It can't compute. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Oh, it just travel. says... This part does answer the question. While the new law states that a person's age must be counted by the passing of birthdays for most public services, it does not affect other age-related regulations that are based on yearly rules. Staying the same is the country's legal age for drinking and smoking, which are allowed from January 1st of the year a person turns 19 in their international age, regardless of whether their birthday has passed. Yeah, convoluted. Yeah. <laughs> and my mouse froze up. And I was like, where's my mouse? Locate. Locate, right. Where's that locate button? Need to listen to the Wednesday what to understand that. Right. Yep. Don't miss one, folks. Yep. So that's interesting. I never knew that other there were other places who did not count the birthdays. I did not know to that age either. a person. Yeah. Interesting. It is. This is one of those stories I'm gonna give a warning that if anybody in my family's listening, do not let my grandmother hear this one. Oh boy. Yeah. So my grandmother is somebody that I have truly admired. Mm -hmm. She's a very, in my eyes, a very independent woman. There's things that she did all by herself that I'm just amazed at. I don't know if she would be considered a preacher or not, but she decided to take the word on the road and she bought a truck and a camper and she did it by herself. Oh, wow. Yeah. Did it by herself. Wow. Yeah. Wonderful. It, it was probably a 25-foot camper. Wow. Which, you know, from camping... With just by yourself is pretty, <laughs> yeah. That's some workload. Exactly. And it's old school. It's old school tent revivals. Right. So not only was she taking this camper, she was taking this huge tent. I know that some people might be Googling it. But <laughs> I guess she got somebody else to drive the truck with the tent and then hired people to, to put it up. Hmm. And she would just, she would do that. She taught herself how to drive. Mm-hmm. Her mother passed away when she was really young. Mm -hmm. Just had a very traumatic childhood. I won't go into all the details of that, but knowing <laughs> what all she's been through, I just admire her courage. Just and, a lady of grit. Right. <laughs> and somebody that still has a positive outlook. Right. Still trying to help others, mm -hmm. even though she went through a very abusive childhood. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I didn't really know about it until much later when I was adult, and she told me all the things that happened to her. Yeah. As a kid and her dad leaving them and her living with her grandfather mm -hmm. who abused her. And so I say that because I want everybody to know I respect my grandmother and I have um, high regard for her. But this is the lighter side. And also, I want to back up just a little bit and say she is like the kindest woman to me. <laughs> She's very loving, very gentle. Right. But there's a tiger ticking inside. <laughs> that type of lady <laughs> right exactly you know yeah. just i love you baby <laughs> and then <laughs> really to other people not really me yeah other people so i love my grandmother she's an amazing lady but i look at her and i there's a joke in our family between my dad and my brother and when we get through visiting later we all joke like is that gonna be us <laughs> my husband has said if it is he's gonna put me out oh Oh, boy. <laughs> and I'll go into some detail why. She's very OCD. Mm -hmm. For example, she likes Damani. Yeah. I think that's the name of the brand. I don't know what it is exactly, but we'll say that she really likes Damani corn. Right. And she's the type of person 
this is my attitude. If I go into a grocery store, whether it be Publix or Walmart, shout out to all these stores, you're getting free publicity. I look on the shelf and if the shelf is empty, I say to myself, they do not have it. It is not in stock. That's it. There's not one time I've ever gone to a store and saw that my item was not on the shelf and thought, they've really got some in the back. <laughs> right. They they just didn't put it out yet. They didn't put it out or, or 12 other people have come into the store before me and purchased all these items. <laughs> Somebody's making peace salad this week. Right. <laughs> DeMonte is at high demand right now. Not one time. Not one time, Joy. I'm like, oh, Damani, I'll just buy great value piece. No big right, deal. Right. No. She will track down a manager. I'm like, I didn't even know the managers were in Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know they worked there. And she will ask them, are there Damonte peas in the back? Yeah. Or corn. I think I use corn. Make them radio back in the back to make sure there's no corn. <laughs> That's awesome. Now, when you're my age or younger, that's very embarrassing. Because <laughs> usually the person doesn't want to be hassled, especially if not for corn. Right. That's the type of lady that she is. <laughs> Fast food, same way. She just knows what she likes. She does, and that's it. <laughs> Fast food, very similar. Yeah. It has to be cooked a certain way. A restaurant, if we're eating inside. And why I say tiger, it's because all of a sudden it just shows up. <laughs> We went to a barbecue place and we're eating. And at the end, you know, the waitress, she was a very, very good waitress. We actually gave her a huge tip because I felt really bad. It was basically our whole family. Yeah. Including cousins. Well, cousin, aunt and uncles and all that. And when they they asked, hey, how was your meal? Now, it's been a meal. We've all eaten it. That's the key word. It's over. Right. So to me, if you had a problem, you would have addressed it at the beginning. So that everybody's like, oh, it was great. It was great. My grandmother, I couldn't eat it. I could not eat it. It was too tough. The oh, meat's man. burnt. Yeah. And the lady's like, well, it was outside cut. That's probably what it was. You got the grist. Mm-hmm. If you had told me, I could have done the inside cut. And my grandmother just keeps fussing about it. And then the lady's like, okay, I'm going to go get you some more. Well, I can't eat it now, hon. I'm through. <laughs> She's like, I know, but you didn't enjoy your meal. I'm going to make it right. So mm-hmm. she goes back and she has them cook it, you know, and give her a new piece to take with her. Oh, That's wow. the kind of tiger. Like there's no, all of a sudden it just shows up. <laughs> Nothing like that towards us though. <laughs> and then we were at a restaurant and she, she was in a wheelchair and the bus boy was, it was really crowded mm-hmm. and it was a very small restaurant. And so the tables were really super close together. So it's kind of hard to navigate around tables. And I guess the bus boy had hit her chair for the last and final time. Oh, boy. Because all of a sudden, she starts fussing at him and gives him no, like, no room to budge. <laughs> She's wow. like, you've hit my chair for the past 10 times, and you are going to stop. <laughs> <laughs> but there's, like, no warning. Right, right. I would at least, yeah. hey, probably two or three times. Yeah. I guess I probably would have said something about then. Yeah. And then I can't even remedy the situation because she gave me no, like, warning. Like, hey, keep bumping my chair. Because I, like, I would say something to him, you mm-hmm. know. Fast food. To me, that's the worst. Yeah. It's so unpredictable. Right. So there's a particular chicken place that she used to order from that's close by. And she locked their pot pies. Mm -hmm. She would call them ahead of time (laughs) and tell them that her grandbaby was going to come up there Uh and get a pot pie. And don't give her one that's been on the the heater. Yeah. The heat rack. She wants a fresh one. (laughs) 
So then she expects you to go retrieve it and tell them that you're the person <laughs> that the grandmother has called and you're here for your fresh hot pot. Now, all I can think of is, like, I had friends in high school who worked at a fast food restaurant, and I won't tell all the details, but Mm -hmm. I can just imagine what these people are experiencing. Oh, boy. And then it's so embarrassing to go up, you know, as a middle-aged person, like, hi, I'm the grain baby. (laughs) (laughs) I'm almost getting a senior citizen discount myself, but I'm here for the the pot pie. (laughs) Right. And sometimes, to their credit, it will be a fresh pot pie. You know, it's nice. hit or miss. Yeah. And you're just praying as you take it back that it's a fresh pie and that <laughs> right. she doesn't fuss. Yeah. It's very particular. But I guess it's just really food. <laughs> She's called uh, another restaurant. I think it was like Arby's. Oh, or, wow. Or maybe it was Hardee's. Mm. And she called one time to ask them what the specials were. Yeah. And the girl, you know, she's 15 or 16. I guess it's really 16. And she didn't know how to answer it. And my girl was like, well, your specials. She's like, she's not a waitress. <laughs> <laughs> my grandma was aggravated because little girl couldn't answer the question and so yeah. she ended up giving a call to the manager oh me and then this is my dad my dad's like and then i gotta go retrieve whatever food it is and, and again yeah. i have to make sure it's the hot one yeah the hot fresh one <laughs> and my dad you know he's older but you know you feel like you're five years old it's very stressful right and you just pray that not only is it fresh and hot that it's it's the right food <laughs> Because Brian has been the recipient of, like, the two side autumns. Because mm-hmm. one time uh, she wanted to do, like, two chicken breasts so that she could save one of them. Yeah. And her sides were, like, coleslaw and we'll just say mashed potatoes. Mm-hmm. Well, they didn't give her mashed potatoes. It was something else. And then when we open it, like, we're all gathered in the kitchen. I'm like, it's not mashed potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> what do we do? It's green beans. <laughs> You know, we're huddled like a football team. Brian, did you not check it before you left? It's green beans. I'm not giving her green beans. (laughs) Like, okay, we're rock, paper, scissors and slowly see who the loser is. And like, yeah, good luck giving her the green beans. (laughs) It's very stressful. Wow. And then occasionally on the Sundays we'll go cook. And she always has the same thing. Yeah. Two boiled eggs and toast and fruit. It's the most stressful time of my life. Like this last time, my brother was like, I'm stuck in. Oh, he had a flat tire. I got a flat tire. You got to cook. Because <laughs> we all kind of divide it up. Yeah. And again, she will tell you if you make the <laughs> coffee, this is awful. <laughs> <laughs> I told David, my brother, I'm like, I've given presentations and I'm not been this nervous <laughs> at work. <laughs> I'm so nervous. <laughs> I mean, she doesn't just say, hey, I want two boiled eggs. Yeah. It's joy. Use that pot that's on the stove. Put you some cold water in it. Yeah. And then take the two eggs out of the top. Now, they'll be frozen kind of because that refrigerator gets too cold. Now, put them in the pot and let them sit there for two minutes. <laughs> and she's just timing it. <laughs> like, it's very specific. <laughs> like, every step. Again, yeah. I'm an old woman now. But every step, I walk all the way from the kitchen to her chair that she sits in in the living room and says, is this supposed to look like? <laughs> because I don't want to be chastised at the end. And you're so nervous because at first she told, okay, you're going to heat up the water, let it boil, like wrap it bowl down, wrap it bowl. Yeah. And then after it comes to bowl, you're going to bowl it for four minutes. <laughs> now, I'm not that OCD about my eggs. Sometimes I'll throw the eggs on, you know, during the call at mm-hmm. work. And I'll just let them continue to boil until after that call. It could be five minutes. It could be 25 minutes. (laughs) 
Oh, that's a hard boiled yes, egg. I have. I told my grandma, I was like, wow, I never knew what a soft boiled egg is, but now I do. Wow. Because I told her the time I forgot about my eggs on a call, which I'm very professional. I mean, I exude professionalism. I'm like, oh, snap. I'll be right back. I could get my boiled eggs off. <laughs> this call was only supposed to be 30 minutes. It's been an hour. I'm like, wow. can you burn a boiled egg? Because I think I just did. Yeah. Same thing with the toast. You know, mm. she's very specific of how long the toast is, how much butter you put on it. Yeah. How crispy it is. Yeah. And you're just a nervous wreck. And then the same thing with the coffee. So again, each each step that she's telling me, instructing, I'm walking all the way over there. <laughs> is this enough butter? You want me to take the butter off? You want me to re-butter? <laughs> because right. you don't know. The last time I was there, she's like, and I don't drink coffee. Yeah. And that probably stresses me out. The egg's just the most stressful because you don't know what the egg's going to look like until you crack it open. Mm-hmm. And the whole mm-hmm. time, you know, I'm used to hard-boiled eggs. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be not cooked on the inside because that's happened to David. <laughs> he gets ready to, to crack it open and the egg's still not cooked. I'm like, oh, yes, because you're... gooey. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> she's like, no, can't eat this. Can't eat this. Ooh. So it's very, it can be a very stressful situation that I'm in. Right. With her. My dad told this story about, unfortunately, a cat died on her roof. I don't know how a cat got on the roof. Don't ask me. Oh, wow. And it's one of those things where you keep smelling something. Mm. And then my dad finally locates the smell because she goes to, everybody kind of alternates who sits with her. And she's like, I keep smelling something that smells dead. So he finally tracks it down. And he's like, you won't believe this is a cat on your roof. A cat? What's it doing on my roof? And he's like, I don't know. You know, it's kind of feather back. You know, he was able to climb up the ladder. He just happened to climb up the ladder. Yeah. And he's like, okay, I'm going to go walk on the roof and get the, the cat. No, no, you, no, you're going to fall. Let's don't do that. Let me call 911. <laughs> <laughs> so my dad's like, do not call 911. <laughs> do not call 911. <laughs> it's not an emergency. I'm going to call him. I'll get it somehow. Right. Oh, no, no. I don't want you on that roof. Mm-mm, mm-mm. He's like, let me use my cell phone. Yeah. You know, I'll find somebody that can go all the way on top of the roof. Because yeah. my dad is a little bit older. Right. He's not ancient or anything. I think he's perfectly fine getting on the roof personally. <laughs> but anyway, so he goes outside to make his call and he has to call a couple of people. So he's mm-hmm. out there for a little bit. And all of a sudden, coming down this, it's basically a one lane road. Yeah. But it's residential. You know, it's not really meant for drive through people trying to find fried pickles. And <laughs> he's coming down the road and he sees a deputy. <laughs> oh, boy. And like you kind of see, you kind of glance up, you see the deputy. And you're like, okay, whatever. You don't really expect the deputy to turn in the driveway, but he does. So he he drives up. And my dad's very shocked to see this. And <laughs> he proceeds to tell him that my grandmother has called the police station. <laughs> And then my dad, who was super embarrassed, has Mm. to tell him, it's the dead cat. I was calling so-and-so. They were going to, you know, I'm trying to find somebody to get it. Yeah. I told her not to call. I'm so sorry. (laughs) You know, the policeman was explaining what emergencies are when you call the police. (laughs) Not for pet disposal. Right. And again, my dad's like, I know. I know. I'm so sorry. I'm going to take care of the cat. Don't worry about it. Yeah. And the deputy's like, well, at least let me go let her know I'm here, that somebody did show up or whatever. After my grandmother chastised the deputy, he does go up and get the cat, (laughs) to his credit. 
<laughs> he does go on the roof. He does get it. He's a younger guy. I guess he just <laughs> was like, I got to help these people out. He gets the cat and they have it in a, a bag now. And he's just going to leave it kind of by her garage, uh-huh. which is where the kind of driveway, obviously, your driveway's going to go to your garage. But it's kind of to the side of it mm-hmm. where the garbage cans are. My grandmother, I think, should be very appreciative. Like, oh, thank you so much. You going to get that cat, ain't you? <laughs> oh, boy. No, I don't have anywhere. To, there's nowhere to put it. I don't, I'm not putting a dead cat in my trunk. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, you are. <laughs> she starts to fuss at him. And then uh, I guess at some point she goes back inside. And then my dad tells the cop, hey, look, don't worry about the cat. I'll take care of the cat. I'm so sorry again. You didn't have to go in on the roof. You certainly don't have to dispose of the cat. I'll take care of the cat. Yeah. Next thing we know, the deputy's leaving. He's got the cat in the trunk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Wow. So the tiger... <laughs> You just don't mess with a 90-year-old woman who tells you you are going to cat. Another time, another animal encounter that she's had, she's had a bat in her chimney. Yeah. And she's called my my uncle, who lives like maybe five minutes, mm-hmm. maybe 10 minutes. My dad lives about an hour and 10 minutes away from her. Mm-hmm. So she calls him, and she's like, hey, there's a bat. And her chair, now to her credit, her recliner is really close to the fireplace. Yeah. But it has the the glass that closes Mm-hmm. So in theory, it really can't get out. Right. In theory. It's late at night. He's like, okay, I'm going to get dressed and I'll be over there. Well, she says, well, I'm going to call 911. <laughs> it's like, no, don't. I'm going to be there. Just wait. <laughs> Just wait. Just give me 10 minutes. I'll be there. So he proceeds to get ready. He drives up to my grandmother's house. There's a fire truck in the driveway. <laughs> She's called the fire department because the, the bat did get out of the chimney and is in the house. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yes. So, <laughs> these firemen, trained in fire, <laughs> have to now rescue and wow. get this bat out of her house. Mm. So, that's my grandmother in those stories. <laughs> very, very gentle, very caring lady, but don't mess with her food. <laughs> right. And is anti-animal. <laughs> And I would like to give a shout out to our service people for, I'm sure yes. that there are a number of calls that do not fall into their air quotes job, but mm-hmm. they do them anyway, just as yeah. a service to the community. And I think especially to the elderly. Yeah. So thank you. If you're one of those individuals who has received a call that is not technically emergency, but to them it is. <laughs> and we thank you service, for that service. Service to the people. Thank That's you. Right. Thank you very much. That's right. <laughs> Excellent. I love it. Love your grandma. Yes. Be careful about what you serve her, though. <laughs> very nerve-wracking. So, guys, we've talked about Rachel's grandmother and an amazing person that she is. A tiger. <laughs> A tiger, for sure. For sure. But, you know, there's, there's many times that someone around us is very much like her in the situation that, you know, they're kind of crying out for help. They kind of need some help. Something's happened. Something's going on. And they're just, they're reaching out to be like, you know what? I I know what needs to happen. And I need somebody to kind of help me rectify it. I need somebody to help get me on the right path. Help me get this situation situated. And sometimes when that happens, we might be those people like those service people. 
who go, you know, I, I want to help you, but that's kind of not my, my job, you know. Let me let somebody else help you. Let me point you in the right direction. But whether we realize it or not, a lot of the time we can help the people around us. And we can help them by encouraging them and just lifting them up and giving them a, you know what, a girl, keep going, you got this, you know, give, give a little bit of kindness, help them out, stop for a minute, take a moment to say, let me just sit here with you. If I can't do anything else, let me just sit here and be with you and listen. Many times people just need somebody to take a listen just to hear them out, just to be there with them sometime and not feel so alone. So I challenge you today that just, you know, reaching out to a person to be their friend, to be an ear, and then help get them on the right path and um, point them in that right direction. Help them reach out to somebody professionally that can help them and then let them know, hey, when you need somebody, when you just need somebody to take care of something, you know, or... (laughs) throw something in the trunk and haul it away. (laughs) I'm your man. (laughs) Remember, you are stronger than you think. Don't give up. If you feel overwhelmed and you can't do it on your own, reach out to a caring friend, a pastor, or counselor. And if you feel like you've reached rock bottom, the National Suicide and Crisis Lifeline has caring people available 24-7 and they can be reached by dialing or texting 988. Stay true to yourself, embrace the power of kindness, and know you matter. Till next time, friends.